0: Hello everyone out there, this is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is
1: Are you having a
0: hard time finding great apartment deals in your market? Well, check out these three complaints. All the great deals are taken. Sound familiar? everything is overpriced and there's way too much competition these three comments are very valid very legitimate complaints if you are in a hot market let's face it the apartment industry multifamily is hot Uh, it has been hot for years and will be for years to come so the question is how do you find great deals in hot markets well we have two students Dave and Andrea that bought uh, uh, two apartment buildings back-to-back, month one and month two, in what I call and what I believe is the hottest apartment market in the entire U.S. That's Northern California. How did they do that? Not only two deals, but the deals were priced under market and the rents were under market, creating huge upside. I'm going to share with you how to find great deals and hot markets. I'd like to start here. What I want you to do is recognize that when you're searching for apartment deals, there's more to it than just searching on LoopNet, using brokers, or going to the MLS. Let's face it, this is where everyone goes. And guess what? The best deals are not found there. Very average deals are there. Not the best, but they're there. Secondly, is our students, we like to play in what I call the shadow inventory. This is where we play. These are where the deals are. Uh, They're they're off the radar screen. Brokers don't know about them. They can't be found on LoopNet. You won't find them on the MLS. So how do you do that? In fact, this is where Dave and Drea found their deal. They found it in the shadow inventory. So get used to that word, shadow inventory. Alright, so what to do now is take you to a short interview that I did with Dave and Andrea, they share their story of how they located uh, their two apartment buildings. And again, what I believe is the hottest apartment market in the U.S., Northern California. So let's go there. And when we get back, I will summarize their points for you so that you can take uh, what you just learned and apply it to your investing. I'll see you there. Hello everyone out there. Today I have a special guest. Well, two guests actually. They're a uh, powerhouse dual team. And uh, I'm going to introduce everyone to Dave and Andrea. So thank you two for being on today. Great to be here with you, Peter.
1: Hi, Peter. Very excited.
0: Great, great. Well, uh, we'll jump right into it. I want you guys to share about your deal today. You guys are in in one of the most uh, one of the hottest markets in the United States, and you managed to close not one but two deals over the course of what um, thirty days or forty-five days, right? Back-to-back deals,
2: is uh, that right? Yeah, at actually time of closing on both, yeah, in yeah month.
0: Mm-hmm. And and as you know, it's really tough out there. And you know, they, they, just so you, so everyone knows, they're in Northern California. I cannot give you the name of their city or the area; it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. <laughs> right, this, this is their territory, and uh, but it's such a hot market, and they were able to bag two deals using mm-hmm. the the things and the, the technology and the knowledge and the wisdom that our company gave to them. So uh, mm-hmm. now let's jump right into it. You are in uh, one of the hottest areas in the country, right? And you you not only closed one deal but two. So uh, so
2: share with us how you did that. Okay. Wow. Well, after getting connected with you first, Peter, you know, we like you said, we just talked about the why, right? Mm-hmm. So we had the why. Now I'm thinking, you know, my head's going, and I'm going, okay. Now, where's the how? Where can I find that? Um, and then it's a matter of, you know, who are you going to work with? Who do you trust? There's a lot of stuff online, so I knew. This it's part of the risk, not actually doing the investment, but just even connecting with someone, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, watching your videos, um, watching people, looking at other people, um, and lots of praying and discernment. Um, There was a connection, even though we didn't meet, but there was a connection through your videos that there was something there that I was like, man, I'd like to work with Peter. There's something there and then I thought, you know what? Why not just request, try to connect, see if it's a if it's a fit, and then, of course, speaking with Grant and other your staff, I like the way you went through the, the process of it. It wasn't like you were. I didn't get the feel you were just, hey, you know, sign here, write a check, and then we'll we'll go. Um, there was a lot of vetting and uh, a lot of expectations that you you guys require to even just be part of your team.
0: Great. So how does that lead uh, you into being in the hottest market in the country, find two deals? Dave, Amer- America wants to know.
2: America wants to know. <laughs> As we got in, we just utilized the tools. One thing I remember talking with Grant was I, I want to be hands-on. We We did have a seven unit that we invested passively a few years back. And I heard a little bit about cap rates and all these things and just didn't, um, Education is huge. It's huge to know the numbers, all those things. That was probably the mistake that I made then. That I, you know, one thing that I spoke with Brian was I want to do hands-on. if you want hands-on, we'll get your hands dirty. Um, you know, he even told me we're not, but well, we're not going to, we're not going to get you out of bed and, and do those things. But if you want to do the work, we'll we'll tell you what to do, and you got to go out there and do it. And I said, let's do it. So I really enjoyed how. It was structured. You know, we connected. We you required you know certain homework that need to be done. So we did that. And as we progressed through that, then we said, look, we need to start you know making phone calls, uh, reaching out to brokers, get a feel of the market, um, those kind of things. After we honed in on the area that we wanted to work on, so the tools that you um, provide, um, knowing that someone already used them and is successful with it, I figured, you know what, he's already established. Why not utilize the tools that work for him? And it's basically, to me, that part's in place, right? So now it's up to the individual to say, am I willing to do it? Am I willing to face these fears that may be holding me back? There there was nothing at all, not even one thing in your program fear that told me, hey, this doesn't work. It always came back to me saying, well, if I want to make it work, all i got to do is get through this hurdle the expectation that you guys wanted from uh, a protege to say, hey, do this, and then get back, and we'll go to the next step. Great, great. Thank
0: you for sharing. Um, Andrea, would you like to add anything to that?
1: Um, well, I was I was just thinking about the process that he went through. Because um, mm-hmm. we first started out sending out all the letters. Yeah, there was the whole process was you have to be diligent you have to um, be patient you have to be willing to talk to people in the first place which mm-hmm. be very hard <laughs> um, but I noticed that him with the owners that he talked to some of them um, you know they're in situations that were kind of tough um, so he had to learn how to talk to people how to build um, rapport with them that um, they would understand that he's there to help them I guess to just have that relationship with the owners um, mm-hmm. and just be persistent and just what is the word you use all the time nation okay. <laughs> um, um, so David is just on top of things he was just he just he kept doing it you know every day you know every um, he, didn't, he didn't he wasn't lazy about it but that way he had to be on top of things um, when you have a hot market you know there's other people out there looking for these places <laughs> and so if you're the one that's taking the time to do it and to get in contact with all these people and just have the feet on the ground and um, yeah. we're going there and spending time out and about and spending time on the phone and um, he just he worked really hard he just yeah. had to work really hard.
2: Yeah. You, you know a key word Peter that yeah. you stress too is relationship business I hear yes. that consistently in your videos and that's huge and um, I love connecting with people but the fact that you drill that consistently I think really helped get past a lot of the fears you know besides focusing on the why but that's that's key that
0: was huge yeah two things from that Dave is um, yeah we do stress that this is a relationship-based business that's how you get success that's how you found your deals right mm-hmm. because Many companies know how to go direct to buyers like us, but what do you do once you're in front of them? And so that's the training that we give, and that's where you guys have really soared as a team. Uh, every week if I spoke with you, you will come back, and I would be amazed at the relationship uh, nurturing that you guys were able to do uh, with the owners, and I believe that's why you're able to, uh, in this crazy hot market, you're able to uh, to, to close on two deals. And um, uh, and work with the owners and understand the motivations. And uh, you know, yeah. for 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 people out there uh, wanting to know, how do you do that? I mean, what type of mentality do you need to do that, or or courage? Uh, so, how would you encourage them for that? Because that is the key to this to this business.
2: You're right. that. Well,
1: I was just going to say, you really have to actually care about people. Mm. I mean, because he spent yeah. he
2: spent time just, you know, he
1: called call the owners up and okay. Hey, can we come out and, you know what I mean he
2: just spent time with people um, and they, trust, they trusted him hmm again it's the relationship business Peter you have to give up your time uh, with the owner um, on one of our properties we did lunch quite a few times just to talk um, you know he was 73 year old gentleman mm-hmm. uh, on the phone and even when we talked on the phone I asked him just a couple of general questions about, you know, his situation and the property, but I didn't, want to, I didn't want to push too much because I didn't want him to think, hey, here's a shark calling me. So what I did is I said, hey, let's just get together for lunch. So there was a sense of I know it's a hot market, but at the same time, you know, by faith, I figured, you know, if, if this property is meant for us, then it, it's going to work out. But I knew at the same time I had to balance the patience of it and say, let's just get together with him, you know, let's drive out there, do lunch with him, and just get to know him better. Because at the same time, it's more than just the deal, Peter, in my opinion, where you gotta be careful who the owner is that's not gonna, you know, maybe play you or get out of the deal Mm -hmm. after let's say the earnest money is expired, those kind of things. So at the same time, I didn't want to be too focused on, oh, this deal's great, all that because like you said, the relationship comes into it, it doesn't matter how good the deal looks, if the people you're working with is not allowed to happen or there's not that connection, you know?
0: That's right. That's right. You know, there's a saying that you can't do a good deal with a bad guy and uh, yeah, it's a good good saying. All right. So, let's jump into uh, about the deal. So tell us something about How many units? Uh, how was it financed? extra strategy. So share with us uh, a little bit about uh, about each deal.
2: Okay, uh, I would say the the first one since we're talking about the gentleman that we connected with, um, that that was a five unit deal, and um, it needed it needed a lot of work, um, but I. I gravitate towards those those deals that need a lot of a lot of work for some reason. Um I do have a little bit, not major, but remodel some construction. So that I wasn't too intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know as far as guess guesstimating costs, I'd like to be very conservative about the numbers. So this this unit here I saw a lot of upside potential. The rents were far below market. Um so it was a matter of learning okay what are the what's the bank gonna think of it what's the lender gonna think when I tell about this property you know oh wait that thing's a wreck we can't <laughs> you, you're gonna need to put his ton down or something like that. so we, we just started making phone calls to, to local banks and I know that that's, was a big suggestion. Uh, that was one of the questions I, I was asking you was you know do we go national do we try to Look for just local banks, and that's one thing you requested that are for, more familiar with the market. And we connected with a gentleman actually in that area, which was a local bank. And because he knew the market, he was really excited about the deal. He actually said, "Wow, that is a really good deal." So he just says, "You know, I think we can do it with a loan to value of seventy five percent." And he and,
0: said, and "Stop right there, because." Yep. To do a loan to value of 75% in Northern California should, should attest to the goodness or the greatness of your deal. Usually, we're talking 65 60 55% loan to value, right, mm-hmm. in Northern California. So to find a 75% LTV deal is incredible. Okay. Yeah. So Dave, so Dave uh, why did you like the deal? Why did, why did you and Andrea say, let's go for it? What were some of the best attributes of the deal?
2: Yeah, um, the upside in rents, um, the potential to, to force equity mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: to, as you say, raise the NOI, right, raise mm-hmm. the NOI, increase the value of the property, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to actually, this is the crazy part, is to use other people's money for the bank's money, to put it in there to, to bring up rents, out, and then to take that money out and still have the building and get another one, that when that stuff started clicking with me, I was like, wow, this is incredible. The potential, and to be able to do it with hands-on instead of waiting for the market to rely on um, equity, uh, capital gains, so to speak. When you, again, going back to the hands-on and to say, wow, we could, we could actually be involved once we connect with the property manager and find uh, contractors and those things, but just say, "Hey, we can we can do this um, ourselves, and and not worry about what the market's dictating, because we already know that we're far below. The rents are far below. So we mm-hmm. knew even if the market were to slow down, we, there was going to be upside. So so uh,
0: in in summary, on this deal, uh, the rents are below market, mm-hmm. right? So you have the ability to raise the rents, increase the NOI, and thus increase the property value, right? Right. And mm-hmm. use the bank's money to do that, yeah. and and then the extra strategy would be,
2: and then the extra strategy would be to utilize that money, to keep that money moving, blow it into another property.
0: So so, so, so we skipped one step. So the extra strategy would be to refinance the property, pull your account right. in it out and then buy another property and add your portfolio. Is that right?
2: Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And uh, let's discuss the second deal uh, quickly. So what were the attributes of the second deal?
2: And the second deal is a a, uh, six unit, and this one is more towards the west side of the area. So we were really excited on this one as far as this one was more of we connected with the owner This one actually right away. Um, He he was very he's very more outgoing. He's more of a seasoned investor. Um, So um, the relationship part, I knew he really wanted to work with us uh, right away. So so
0: okay. You said on both deals, you were speaking directly to the property owner, so there were no brokers involved,
2: right? No brokers involved. These were. by what we did first by sending out a a couple batches of letters Mm -hmm. um, that you clearly um, specifying how to
0: to set all that up Mm -hmm. in in your program. Mm -hmm. So that is key. So I think one common component here is you and Andrea were directly in contact with the owners to pull out the motivations to create the relationships and see how you can help
2: and serve them. Right, yeah. It's because I trusted in your program, Peter, you touched on that in those 1031 situations also Mm -hmm. so i just said let's do it we we can we can do this
1: yeah i think too that because david was so respectful and um good with his relational part of this i think that that is really key because they stuck with Mm -hmm. us you know i mean this these were our first property doing this this way and um I just have to say, he was, he's really good. He's really good on the phone with them. I think that's the key for people that are going to do this, that they really need to treat these
0: people, the owners, and they everybody with like respect. Yeah. Andrea, I agree with you. It's quite incredible because it's not like you and Dave have, you know, 15 years of experience no. dealing with sellers. and uh, But you guys really understood the value of creating the relationship, understanding the why, and creating win-win um, situations for them right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was key. So so good job on that. So uh, so great. Now, could you maybe share something that uh, maybe you can encourage someone out there who's thinking about joining the program or wanting to get into commercial real estate or wanting to get into apartment investing? How would you encourage them to take that first step?
2: Well, again, I would say focus on the why. What is it that's mm that's driving you, that's going to create this passion to say, I want to do this, um, just really fester on that for a while. Make sure that why really, whether it makes you sweat, gets you fired up, even even in a way like a good frustration to say, how can I get rid of this frustration? I feel bogged down or I want to spend more time with. Family, whatever that why is, um, put it on your refrigerator, w- wherever it is. You know, because a lot of times we don't like to look at that, right? Yeah. And you know, and, and people get in this rut, and they're you know, ten years goes down, they're still looking at that same thing. But focus on that why. Look at it. Don't avoid it. And then be solution like, uh, oriented. And one thing you talk about, too, is do you have the mindset? Find out what that is and be willing to, to tweak that mindset. Go from the 95% and say, what is the 5% thinking? You know, Find out what that mindset is. And are you willing to be solution-oriented and say, no, there are no excuses um, to, to why I can't do it and say, how can I do it? Right. So what's it going to take? What are those steps um, to do that?
1: Yeah. And, the, and also to work hard at the beginning, learn to be patient because that patience pays off. A lot of people they want they want Instant something like right now.
2: Instant gratification. Um,
1: so what we're learning, even though we're we're still kind of in the beginning, um, working hard now, we can see what the payoffs are going to be and how much yeah. time it's going to give us later. And mm-hmm. so that we focus on the on the future of that and the benefits of that.
2: Yeah, I get I get so I get so excited, Peter. I get I get passionate because I was on the other side looking at videos and and hearing stories and going, yeah, it's good for you. But it, it was my it was that was my own demise because that was an excuse to say, well, if they did it, I can't. And like you said, that mind, your video on the mindset really—I mean, I watched that thing really five times. And and we know, Peter, that repetition is key. So I would encourage the proteges that you know, as you're looking or to be wanting to be a student, I would say watch Peter's videos over and over, and it'll you'll start retaining more and more, and eventually you're just going to say, "Wow, you know that whatever that video that clicks, watch it again and again and again, and it's yep. it, it it'll eventually change your mindset." And you'll either decide to do it or not if that why is, is big enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. When when we got to the point where you're like, okay, I want you to start calling brokers, and I'm like, uh-oh, because I, I remember seeing that going, this is this is going to be a big fear. And literally, when I dialed the number and I heard the dial tone,
1: you're sweating. I'm sweating.
2: <laughs> but one thing, Peter, this is funny. Your, the Mindset Veto came in, and I said, I had a, a, just a little saying that said, no options to quit. Mm. I told myself, what is my option to go back to what I was doing or move forward? And so mm. I, I was, you know, like there, there's good and bad when it comes to burning bridges, right? When relationships, no. you want to retain the relationships. When it's things holding you back, you want to tell yourself, I'm going to burn that bridge because I don't want to go back to that, yeah. right? Okay, so as, as I, I kept talking to myself until the broker answered the phone, and even though i was still nervous after every conversation it was good or bad i told myself wow that that was rough but you know what i did it yeah. and you know then i started the other analogy is like a, a little snowball start at the top of the hill and let it get bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and develop that momentum right develop that momentum and it will eventually through experience or like riding a bike you'll 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 get better and better at it mm-hmm. so but again, the initial part is what getting on that bike with the fear of "Am I going to fall? Right. And am I going to? And am I going to get back up mm-hmm. and keep mm-hmm. trying?" So, persistency, facing your fear, don't give an option to quit.
0: Great, great, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, this is this has been awesome, and I uh, really appreciate your words of wisdom. This has been very encouraging for uh, all the. The audience out there, I'm positive of this. So, again, I want to thank you, Dave. Thank you, Andrea, for joining us this morning, and again, encouraging our listeners out there. And um, uh, I'll be speaking with you next week. Um, more on the deal. Let's keep yeah. it going. Thank yeah.
1: you, Peter.
2: Thank you, Peter.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again, Dave and Andrea, for sharing your story. I'm sure it has encouraged others. Now, let me quickly summarize uh, what you just heard here into learning points so you can take uh, the best part and apply it to your own deals, okay? Number one, uh, Dave is a truck driver, Andrea is a nanny, so again, it doesn't matter what your profession is to be successful in commercialist investing, doesn't matter. Number two, they have powerful whys, right? So again, the saying is if your why is powerful, then the how to was not so difficult. Uh, Dave and Andrea had two wives. Number one is uh, they were they wanted to buy back their time. They were trading time for dollars at their jobs. They wanted to buy their time back. to have time to help their church and do things like that. Secondly, uh, Dave wanted to retire Andrea using commercial real estate. They are well on their way. Number three, they targeted owners directly They did not use any brokers. So they uh, use our proprietary techniques techniques on creating these letters and creating a very targeted list, right? Very targeted list of property owners to go after. There's a certain specific or there's a uh, certain specifications and criteria on which ones are most likely to sell. We figured that out over years and years of practice. So that's exactly what they did. Right. Um, number four was um, so uh, many people know and understand how to find uh, owners directly somehow, some way. But our training is based upon yes, you can find them, but what do you do once you find them? What do you say, right? How do you build rapport and create trust with them? Understand uh, their motivations and then structure a deal around all those conversations. That's what we're good at. And that's what we teach our students to do. So Dave and Andrea uh, were, they they shined in that part of it. They took the training and they shined on it. So uh, they were able to build trust, build rapport. And guess what? They were able to find the owner's why, right? That is so awesome. That is so awesome. So in fact, um, to teach you more on this, There's a video called the three tips on how to get owners to say yes to your offer. So watch that video. It'll walk you through exactly how David and Drea did that part. Number five, a little bit about the deal. The first deal was a five unit. That was a partial rehab. But guess what? There was a 45% increase in rents once they completed their first renovation of the one unit. 45% in Northern California. So you can imagine Uh, If Dave can do this across the board in all the units, he's most likely going to more than double his property value, right? Northern California. Uh, The sixth unit, the second unit, was uh, more or less stable, but there was also a uh, rent upside, right? So their combined extra strategy on both of these deals is to, uh, this one, this five unit, this year, they're going to refinance it, pull their down payment out. This one's going to take two years to do. Okay? But that's their extra strategy to take uh, their down payment out and start buying and accumulating more properties to build up the portfolio to meet their whys. Okay? Um, number six, uh, Dave says something very important about the mindset. It is so important as business to have the right mindset. I, in fact, have a video called, Do You Have the Right Mindset to Be Successful in Commercial Real Estate? And that video has really helped Dave uh, get over his fears when it was time to speak with owners, to speak with brokers, to interview property managers, to speak with lenders so you had to be in the right mindset to win there Okay. and number six, I'm going to wrap it up with uh, the, the best part. These are uh, two of Andrea's quotes and this pretty much just tells you uh, what we're about here at Commercial Property Advisors and what we teach our students and and how the best succeed. Number one is Andrea said, uh, you know, remember this is about finding great apartment deals in hot markets. Andrea said the key was you have to care about people. That is so true, right? So we are a commercial real estate company, right? Which is a building, but there are people involved. You have to honor the people. Lastly, she said you have to learn to be patient while working hard. Yes, we teach all of our students to put in the work, get educated, get the knowledge, show up on the calls, uh, be trainable, uh, be tenacious in your follow-up, right? And then be patient, right? Do all those things, be patient, and you will get results. All right, so uh, again, I hope this really helped you in uh, getting you into the right mindset and putting the right right things in places to help you find the great deals in your hot markets. If you enjoyed this, please go on to our website uh, commercialpropertyadvisors.com or simply subscribe to this YouTube station.